Week number seven is in the books. This week's games saw a few teams rise from the dead and keep their playoff hopes alive, and other teams this week was the nail in the coffin. We'll recap that plus a special guest. All that and more on episode number 10 coming up right now. Coming to you live from the jungle, it's the Pep Talk Podcast, your official podcast of the Dirty D's Fantasy Football League. And now, here's your host, Cooper Carroll and Dennis Big D Dobbs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 10. I am Cooper Carroll, alongside my co-host, the one, the only... Dennis Big D Dobbs. Dennis, we just wrapped up week number seven, and things got a little tight this week. They absolutely did. There were some much-needed wins this week. Some teams, a lot of lower teams beat some of the higher-record teams making it a very close race in the Dirty D's Fantasy League this year. We have three teams at two and five. What, five teams? at Six. Six teams at four and three, and then two teams at five and two? One team at five and two. One team at five. I'm sorry. One team One team at five and two. Interesting. All right, well, with that, let's get started in our Week 7 score Look back, breakdown, get us started, Dennis. This is the last week look back. All right, we'll start with the Architect versus Primetime. Lots of trash talk leading up to this game. Primetime coming away with a 228-171 victory over the Architect. An impressive victory for the primetime over the architect, the primetime. Um, got to put a D on that name, the way they've been playing this, this year. Uh, obviously, the big thing to shout out and highlight is Patrick Mahomes struggling for the architect, having a lackluster 22 points, Aaron Jones only with 7 points, Julio Jones an interesting Play only with seven points. Tim Patrick with three points. Just not great production out of some key guys for the Architect. Yeah, overall a down week for the Architect. Um, Got to be happy with the performance of Campbell at the defensive position as well as the Atlanta linebacker, whose name I cannot pronounce. Um, but Fosede Alukin. <laughs> Primetime's victory with Terry McLaurin pulling 33, Mike Evans pulling 33, and Lamar pulling 48 was too much for the Architect. Impressive, impressive, impressive. Moving on to the next game, Rooney Tunes versus Stapler Nation. Rooney Tunes gets a 233-171 win over Stapler Nation. Coach Dobbs... Anything to be concerned about for Stapler Nation, or is it just one of those weeks where Rooney Tunes caught him with a lot of key guys on the bye? 
I think, obviously, I think Rooney Tunes deserved this win, but he did catch Wyatt and Stapler Nation on a horrible bye week where they did not have their starting QB, their number one running back, or a key receiver that they like to play as well in Chase Claypool, even though he hasn't been pulling the best of numbers. He is a starter on Stapler Nation, and uh, that it hurt the team this, this week. Meanwhile, for Rooney Tunes, I think it's safe to say the correlation between success and wins for Rooney Tunes directly translates to how well Stafford and Cooper Cup perform. A sensational 45 and 55 from Cup and Stafford. Also, Debo Samuel with 26 points. Overall, solid win for Rooney Tunes. Seems like going forward, they just have to hope that Stafford and, and Cup are performing. Absolutely. Moving on to the next game, we have Tongan Brown Kid at Garrett's Fantasy. And Garrett's Fantasy won 238 to 175 this week. It was a great win for Garrett's Fantasy, uh, kind of avoiding being sucked down into the pack, the three and four pack with Tongan Brown Kid. Kind of unfortunate for Tongan Brown Kid. You know, he had a great win. Seemed like he was trying to, uh, to you know, turn the corner here and, and jumpstart his season with the acquisition of Tom Brady. But, you know, now he's back down at 2-5 and five with Philly Philly and your mom's fantasy. Uh, 45 points from Tom Brady. Overall, great performance. But really kind of just averages performance down the down the list. Had a great game from Roquan Smith, but that's really the only thing to write home about. Absolutely. Alvin Kamara pulling 43-4, Garrett, and Damian Harris pulling 36. Those running backs definitely did the heavy lifting. I will point out kind of a sneaky good play and maybe a sneaky good play going forward. Zach Ertz on the Cardinals, 20 points. Could be a reliable weapon that receives some good looks on the Cardinals' offense going forward, especially as he gains more familiar, familiar, familiarity to that offense. That is a difficult word to say. I do like that pickup and like that play going forward. Seems like a great replacement for Darren Waller. Deion Jones, the other Atlanta linebacker, had 30 points. Those Atlanta, Atlanta have popped off. Great, great win for Garrett. Uh, four and three. Moving on to our next game, we have the Dictator, Your Mom's Fantasy. Coach Dobbs, what does Your Mom's Fantasy do? They, they didn't have a chance, have a prayer. And we knew this going into this game. We predicted a huge, huge blowout going into this game. What can your mom's fantasy do to right the ship? One, they got to be better on waivers. If they would have picked up Dearness Johnson, because they're one of the bottom picks right now, that's a 42-point swing in and of itself if they play him instead of A.J. Dillon, who they would have been better just benching him off in the long run because he had negative one points. Um Got to be better on the waivers. They got to get more production out of Brandon Cooks, who was a big reason why they won the games that they won. Uh, another bad week for him, missing Ezekiel Elliott and CeeDee Lamb, along with Devin Knox. So I look for them to have a better performance the next week. But this is 
I know we talked a couple weeks ago on blowouts, and this was a 133-point blowout, which I believe is one of the largest in league history. It absolutely is, and I'm just looking down the line at your mom's fantasies team, and Ezekiel Elliott has been good. CeeDee Lamb's been good. They have Dalton Schultz and Trayvon Diggs. ton of Cowboy players. Some of his these are obviously some of his heavy hitters. Ezekiel Elliott's probably the best player on his team. Does he look at trading some of these better players like Ezekiel Elliott, a star player on his team, and kind of go more of that quantity over quality type thing? Because he really doesn't have a ton of valuable starters outside of those players. I mean, AJ Dillon, Mark Ingram, T. Higgins, these are all Two and twos and threes on their respective teams. What do you think he should do? Uh, it's hard because the Ezekiel Elliotts and Ceedee Lambs of his team are the producers, and so you want to keep those guys and hope for the best. But also, you need more depth on the team, and maybe he looks for more guys that uh, could boom possibly, and hope for a win that way and sneak into the playoffs and have a sneaky good playoff run. But I don't know if he is willing to afford uh, giving up one of those main guys. We haven't talked yet about the dictator side of this game, a sensational game from the dictator, 249. He was the highest scoring uh, team of this week. 37 from Tannehill, decent, not great, but then you go DeAndre Smith, great game with 37. Chris Godwin with 30. He got zero from Sony Michelle and still had the highest scoring game, and that obviously can be attributed to Jamar Chase's sensational game with 52 points. Absolutely. Just overall great performances from them. Marquise Brown has been sneaky good this year. Um, could have played Michael Pittman Jr. and had a little bit more points uh, as he has a good game, but overall great performance for the Dictator. Our final game, Coach Dobbs. Philly Philly picks up a much-needed win over Operation Breadgate, 239-225 to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Philly Philly whipped Hard on the waiver wires this week. Missing out on Dearness Johnson, but is still able to survive despite that. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, I, DK Metcalf doesn't get that catch. Philly Philly does not win this game. Yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, there was one point, I think, with three minutes left in that fourth quarter of that Monday night football game where DK Metcalf had only one reception. And it was that 84-yard touchdown at the beginning of the game, which ultimately sealed the deal for Philly Philly. I can't stress this enough for a team like Philly Philly, who's 2-5, and five, getting this win keeps them close to your mom's fantasy and, more importantly, the Tonga Brown kid. Things are interesting. They're very much alive to get sneak into one of those final playoff positions. Meanwhile, on the Brett Gates side, 
Overall, pretty decent game. Whenever you're scoring 225, 230 like he was, um, you know, I think that's a good performance. Just, you know, just one of those shootout type games. But for Philly Philly, just in a very important victory. Uh, Brett Gay had a great game from Joe Burrow. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, he definitely has probably uh, the best quarterback tandem in the league right now with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. That was a great play bench uh, on the bye week Josh Allen had. Derrick Henry, 26 points is great, but by Derrick Henry standards, kind of on the little low end. Kenyon Drake had a great game. Josh Jacobs left early in the Raiders-Eagles game with a chest injury. Uh but yeah, just a just a good shootout type game. Coming up on the other side, we have a special guest hitting you with the inside scoop. This this guest might be a little familiar to you guys. Stick around on the other side to find out who it is. This is Desperados Podcast. From the cow farm in Lehigh, Utah, to the home studio, Coach Bucky Ryan and Coach Dennis Dobbs. All right, we're back, Coach Dobbs. We have a special guest for our listeners today. Let me welcome to the show the one, the only. You guys may know him from the home studio in Lehigh and the farm, and however the intro went, that's right, we're talking to the one and only Bucky Ryan. Bucky, how's it going? It's great to hear from you. Boy, thanks for having me on the show. Pumped to be here. Doing well. Bucky, we're, we're doing the show in your honor, in your memory. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can live up to the great tradition that you've created for us, but... How's retirement going for you? How are you hanging on? Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's been busy. Just uh, got hired on at ESPN and uh, been working a lot of uh, nights there. So retirement, you know, isn't everything that it's gonna have to be. Dennis Dobbs uh, obviously was visiting you on the farm couple weekends ago helping you welcome in your 72 new baby cows calves whatever you want to call them how's it how's the baby calves doing oh they're great um <laughs> you know um there's just there's a there's a lot of uh i, <laughs> I was not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like a lot of teams in this Dirty D's league this year. Let's get down to the breakdown. Bucky Ryan gonna give us a little bit of a breakdown on the standings this year on some of the teams and what he sees going forward as projections. Bucky Ryan, take it away. Okay, yeah. Um 
you know, I don't, I don't know how, you know, how closely you guys have been following the games. Obviously, you know, during the show, you have to do it very closely. Um, I think uh, just surprising the most this season, you know, other than prime time, there's not really a breakaway team. You got a lot of teams there in the middle at four and three, um, you know, and just my insight so far throughout the season, watching the games, it's, it's just apparent to me that, you know, nobody seems to devour itself like the Dirty D's League. Um, you know, it's just it, week in and week out, you have to be ready. There's not really going to be a team that you can sleep on. I mean, there are a couple teams right now struggling to obtain wins, but I mean, really, you got to bring it. You know, week in, week out, there's always going to be um, a dogfight. Um, Some coaches have called know, this the Pac-12 of fantasy football. <laughs> you know, I was just gonna make I was just gonna make that reference. It, it really is. Um, you know, I think we've seen this in years past. Even the team that ends up coming away with the one or two seed doesn't often be end up being the team that takes it all. Um, you know, you had a stapler nation team last year that was middle of the road and got hot at the right time and was able to, you know, take the ring. So, I mean, there's many examples. We looked at Garrett's fantasy last year. You could see them and the struggles that they were having all season and somehow able to sneak into the playoffs and make a final four run. You know, you just never know what you're going to get, and I just see more of the same this year. So that being said, looking at the two and five teams, Bucky, and analyzing their their schedules, I know you've been doing that. Who do you see sneaking into the playoffs, or who has the best chance to do that? Uh, best chance, you know, I'll tell you who's not going to make it, and, and maybe I'm going to break some news here, but your mom's fantasy um, just continues to struggle, you know, losing five games in a row. You know, there's already talks of Coach Larson being on the hot seat. I'm not sure if I'm breaking that news here or not, but, you know, just from some some sources I have, I'm hearing that, you know, he's, he's coming to the office and, and he's setting the lineup and, you know, He's, he's doing what he needs to, but it's the very bare minimum. And it doesn't appear to be, you know, the same effort that some of the other coaches are having. And, you know, I don't know how, you know, ownership and management, you know, I don't think that's what they thought when they made this hire at the beginning of the season. So, you know, that's something to be aware of um, that, you know, I've, I've heard that in the woodwork. So, you know, it could be interesting to see. You better hope if you're your mom's fantasy, you get something going here. Um, but to answer your question, who's going to make it? I, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I don't see any of those teams making it. But all of them have pretty difficult schedules remaining. Um, and I'll, how many teams make the playoffs this year? Eight. Eight. Okay, so one's got to make it, right? One should so be able to one, make it. One's Maybe gotta, two if they get lucky with some four and three teams going on a losing streak. Sometimes you just got to okay, be so. the shiniest turd on the pile. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if I did pick one, I mean, you're looking at Tonga Brown kid. He scored the most points for and just, you know, having some bad luck points against, you know, 1,517. 
Um, you know, that's pretty rough. So, I mean, if, you, if you're going to pick one right now, I think I think you're looking at Tongan Brown, kid. All right. Four and three teams. There are six teams in there. Who do you think's going to catch uh, you know, or get hot towards the end of the season and maybe make a deep playoff run? You know, for me, um, I never like to count out Garrett's fantasy. Their defense is stellar. You know, you look at them and they're allowing the least amount of points with 1,289. You know, it, it never seems like the regular season is that great for Garrett's fantasy. You know, maybe there was a one-off year where he racked up quite a few wins, but it always seems to find a way to make a deep playoff run no matter the circumstances with this team. So I'm liking Garrett's fantasy this year. Final question, Bucky, before we let you go. You were really close to the franchise, uh, Protect This House, Braxton Young, ownership, head coach, GM. It was tough for the farm community when the franchise was moved and became your mom's fantasy. How's the community doing in, in the wake of the loss of their team? You know, talking to fans out here, um, it, it's been hard on them. They've, they've struggled, um, you know, not having that, that team to support this year. Uh, obviously really disappointed with just the way that your mom's, you know, the new hiring of, of Coach Larson and the way that the team has performed this year. Um, this five-game losing streak, I think, has, has killed a lot of uh, momentum and, and fan pride. So, you know, out here on the farm, you know, from what I can tell, the, the spirits are down, and um, it, it reminds me a lot when the Raiders, you know, moved to Vegas. You know, a lot of Oakland fans upset, and I think you're seeing a lot of that same trend here. Very interesting. What... I, there's been some speculation that Coach Young may return to coaching. Uh, have you heard any news on that or can give us anything on that? Um, you know, I spoke to Coach Young the other day, and right now he is, is happy with where he's at in retirement. It was a difficult decision for him to step down. Um, you know, obviously nothing's going to happen this season, and we'll kind of – you know, just have to wait and see how, how the off season goes and going into next year and, you know, seeing the changes that take place in the league. But, you know, I don't know that I'd ever count out Coach Young. I, I think, you know, while, while his teams were never stellar performers, you know, uh, there was always a competitive spirit there that, uh, that he brought. Um, so, I mean, I'm never going to count him out, but based on our, my recent talks with him, you know, it, it doesn't sound like, you know, he's coming out of retirement as of, as of now. Could you ever see a Sonics back to Seattle type uh, situation for you uh, protect this house? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously that just continue, we'll continue to see how the, the year plays on, but, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, this, this league isn't for everybody. Um, it, it requires a certain dedication, and, um, you know, many people love that, and, and then there's others who become, 
fatigued by it, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, I, I think maybe with Coach Young stepping away for a while, maybe this would re-energize him to maybe bring the franchise back. But, you know, I think it all just depends in the end, you know, in 2022, what kind of openings, you know, become available. Do, do organizations hold on to their coaches? You know, um, is everyone, you know, ready to amp up for another season? You know, those... Those are conversations that I think Coach Young would be willing to have and, and the organization would be willing to have to come back to the farm. But, you know, I, I guess only time will tell. A lot of speculation in the off season. It hasn't been uncommon for the Dirty D's to downsize. We've never seen an expansion, but maybe that's in the future. We'll have to uh, see what Commissioner Smith does with that. Yeah, uh, and, you know, one other thing I'd like to add, guys, um, you know, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings from fans that um, they would love to see this league go public. Um, you know, it's it's been a private organization now for, you know, the last 10 years, and I, I think they would love to see the Dirty Deeds go public so that they can have more access and accessibility to all the, the scores and the stats and the things going on among the organizations and the coaches. I know the technology and, department uh, would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it's something that we wanted to see, and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Commissioner Smith is able to feel the same way and do the right thing for the fans and the technology department. Absolutely. Bucky, before we let you go, who's your pick to win it all? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, there's a lot of great teams. And like I said, it's always a wild card out there. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I really like the play right now. I, I think if Rooney Tunes can get hot, they, they have the talent to make a good run. Um, they have some very key players injured right now. You know, obviously McCaffrey, um, is out um, on the injured reserve. You've also got uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, George Kittle. So, I mean, that's a really good team, you know, if they can get healthy. That being said, you know, Coach Noble's never proven to us that, you know, he can win a big game. Always seems to choke in those big moments. So, I think I'd have to go with someone proven. Uh, I'm liking the play right now of Operation Brett Um If I had to pick a team, I, I think I'm I'm going with Operation Brett All right. Well, Bucky Ryan, it is great to hear from you. We uh, we hope we're uh, continuing the tradition well. It's a uh, it's an honor to see Dennis Dobbs and Bucky Ryan together again on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great to hear from you. Glad the Cavs are doing good. Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love, all all the Cavs, all seventy two of them. <laughs> Colin Sexton, LeBron James, whatever, all their names. That's good. All right, Bucky. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate the time. Always happy to jump on. That's Bucky Ryan, former host of the Pep Talk podcast, current ESPN. Fantasy Football Insider joining us to break down this season. Talk of possible expansion. 
It, yeah. I mean, if we have enough interest and there's enough teams dedicated, we've seen this with many sports at, uh, organizations in the past, I think it would just make it more interesting. Sounds to me like Braxton Young will get the itch to come back. I, I, I think he's missing it. If I had to read between the lines through Bucky Ryan's words, I think he's missing it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a expansion in Dirty D's land. I, Coach Smith has a lot of decisions to make. I mean, not Coach Smith. Commissioner Smith has a lot of decisions to make um, with the Dirty D's going forward. Expansion. For week number eight, Coach Dobbs, you want to get us started? Absolutely. We will start with your mom's fantasy versus the architect. Your mom's fantasy versus the architect. This, man, until proven otherwise, Coach Dobbs, this is going to be another blowout. Another easy, easy win for who ever matches up with your mom's fantasy, you just got to see them make moves. I mean, they've got to address the quarterback situation with Derek Carr currently on a bye. They'll get some boost with throwing in uh, Ezekiel Elliott into the running back lineup. Mark Ingram, interestingly enough, was just traded to the Saints today, so expect his touches to go down now that he'll be backing up Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I like the Architect to win big. I mean, we can break it down. Expect Patrick Mahomes to have a bounce back against the Chief, or against the Giants. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been playing great. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones is likely going to be out tomorrow night. Uh, he was put on the COVID list this week, but I don't know about you, Coach Dobbs, but I expect the Architect to win big. I do expect the Architect to win big again this week. Uh, against your mom's fantasy, I'm predicting a 60-point victory for the Architect over your mom's fantasy. Um, big win for the Architect. Moving on to the next game, we have Philly Philly versus the Dictator. As of right now, projections are very close. This week for Philly Philly, <laughs> they finally were forced not to have to play Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is out right now. They were able to claim Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders' backup off waivers. But as it stands right now, they're going to roll with Dalvin Cook and Elijah Mitchell. This is an interesting game. I think something to watch for in this game, Dennis Stops, is the quarterback matchup. Can Philly Philly get enough out of Jalen Hurts, and can it match what Justin Herbert's been doing in fantasy this season? Absolutely. I 
This one's a hard, hard matchup to choose. I think Travis Kelsey's going to have a big game against the Giants. But I also think that Dalvin Cook is going to play very well against Dallas as well. I am going to have to choose the dictator in this one. I think their players are more boom potential. A little too much firepower for Philly Philly, but I think it's going to be very close. This is a pick for me. Um... Because I'm more partial to Philly Philly, I'll go Philly Philly in a close one. I think Elijah Mitchell will have success against the Giants. And I think Atlanta has found something with Kyle Pitts. They're playing against a very poor Carolina team. I like Philly Philly, but not by much. Moving on to the next game, we have Garrett's Fantasy at Operation Brettgate. This one's another close one, Coach Dobbs. Uh... Great matchups all across the board. Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen. Alvin Kamara versus Derrick Henry. Adam Thielen versus Deontay Deontay Johnson. And then even a decent tight end matchup. Zach Ertz and Hunter Henry. Man, I mean, even more. Darius Leonard versus Deion Jones. Apparently Atlanta's linebackers score 100 points a game now. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is very tough to pick. Another pick em for me. Um, I'm going to go Brett Gate just slightly. I like Josh Allen's matchup against Miami just a little bit better than I like Kyler Murray's matchup against Green Bay on a Thursday night, a short week. I am going to go the opposite direction and say Garrett's Fantasy. I like the combination RB slots better than I do Brett's, mainly because Devin Singletary as an RB2, not the best option, although Derrick Henry will make absolutely make up for that production for him. I think this will be another close game, but I think Garrett's Fantasy is going to win this one. Our next game, Rooney Tunes versus Tongan Brown Kid. A decent, close matchup. This is a game Tongan Brown Kid desperately wins. Currently, as it stands, Tongan Brown Kid, before any lineup adjustments, is projected for 217 points to Rooney Tunes. 200 points. Uh, the key thing here for Rooney Tunes, I think Coach Dobbs, is what he can get out of his running back position. Can Dearness Johnson follow it up and have similar success like he had last week? And what will he get out of uh, Chuba Hubbard this game? This is a tough one. Um, I really think Tonga Brown gets the win this week. I am going to agree with you on this one. Nick Chubb should be back this week. Um, Dearness Johnson will lose a lot of touches with that. I think Tongan Brown's Tongan Brown kids team's looking pretty, pretty decent right now. Something that may be the downfall of Tongan Brown kid this week is Tom Brady facing a very tough New Orleans defense who just made the Seahawks look silly. And I know they played against Geno Smith. But the Saints have a great defense, great run defense, good pass defense. So Tom Brady may struggle and have less numbers than usual, but still a respectable performance. 
Our last game is Stapler Nation versus Primetime. The battle of the brothers. The battle of some of the best teams in the league. This one's projected for a close one right now. Primetime is caught on a bye week this week with Lamar Jackson out. He has to start Kirk Cousins against the Dallas defense. For that reason only, I think I'm going to go Stapler Nation just edges primetime this week just because I'm not in love with the Kirk Cousins play by primetime. I am going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to go primetime. Dallas has a great offense. Minnesota is going to try to keep up with that offense. Uh, Interesting QB Sunday night matchup between Kirk Cousins and Dak. This will be a close game, but I think the winning factor for this game is going to be the receiving and flex spot for primetime over Stapler Nation. Something to look for um, with Stapler Nation. Devontae Adams is also out on Thursday night, so he's having to throw in Kadarius Toney, the Giants wide receiver, Uh, Claypool and Tony overall is not a great wide receiver play. That may be where primetime could take advantage, having Tyreek Hill versus Terry McLaurin certainly has the advantage there. This game will be close, but still, I think that quarterback spot will get primetime in trouble ultimately. Coach Dobbs, I think that's all our games this week. That is. That is our show. Episode 10, we are heading into week 8. The playoff push is heating up here. We only have 8 games left. Right? 4 games. 4 games left. 4 games left. Uh, Playoff start week 12 with the 2 week buys. A lot of teams are on life support fighting, fighting for their playoff lives. Monitor what Philly Philly and your mom's fantasy and Tong and Brown Kid can do. And then we got a battle at the top. Primetime right now. Um, but a loss by primetime this week can certainly uh, open the door for that top seed for a lot of those four and three teams. That does it for us today. Coach Dobbs, what's the show sponsored by today? Sponsored by Goldfish. Goldfish. The snack that smiles back or the the actual goldfish? The snack that smiles back. The snack that smiles back. Got a turtle here who's got some goldfish. Not the snack that smiles back, though. Um, You didn't need to know that, but now you know. (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by goldfish. I always liked the pretzel ones. I was always a pizza fan. Oh, pizza ones are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but pretzel ones are good, too. Anyway. All right. That does it for us today. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the show. Special thanks to Bucky Ryan for joining the show. Later. shit out of this. <laughs>